It's time to check in with our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Tom, are you there? I'm here, Chris. As always, I continue to travel this great country of ours, shining a light on all the good people in America. We had a long break, and I was home for a while, which is always a little strange for the other people who live there. Have you ever surprised your family by taking a break from the road, only to realize they left town for a vacation of their own? I have. Luckily, I got a last-minute show at a club in Chicago. I filled in for a friend who canceled because he can't take the cold. It's been a rough winter in the Windy City, the kind of winter where they just don't want to talk about it anymore. There's just nothing funny or interesting about February and March. And talking about it isn't going to help. If you're one of those people who likes to talk about the weather, then you don't belong in Chicago. You should be in Phoenix, scratching yourself in a Tommy Bahama outfit. <laughs> Have you ever been so excited to be in Chicago that you left the hotel and went for a walk along the lake? and within three feet can no longer feel your face? I have. That's when I met Scott. He's about 30, and it was the only other person out there. He was dressed in a Cubs t-shirt, flip-flops, and was carrying a fishing pole. Have you ever seen someone on the street who made you question if you had passed out and woke up in an entirely different time of year? I have. It's February, and he was outside, fishing in Chicago. I've eaten fish in downtown Chicago. I've had fish sticks for room service. I even sat next to a guy at a Bulls game who smelled like a tuna sandwich. But I never saw someone actually fishing there. Scott said people do it all the time. But still, seeing someone with a fishing pole in Chicago is like seeing a bear with an electric mixer in the woods. <laughs> Scott grew up in Montana and just never lost his country ways. It doesn't matter how much concrete they pour, he said. You never really get away from Mother Nature, and Mother Nature is full of fish. <laughs> Have you ever tried to tell a Mother Nature joke, but the cold wind rushed in and shoved your words back down your throat? <laughs> I have. The only way I could communicate with Scott was to blink Morse code. I don't know Morse code, and my eyelids were frozen, but somehow he got the message. He said he had something to warm me up, and we walked over to his car. It was a salt-covered Toyota Tercel with a dead battery. He took out an unmarked jug from the trunk and gave me a sip. Have you ever had a sip of something that turned into a gulp, that turned into a fireball, that made smoke pour out of your ears? I have. A woman jumped out of the car and snatched the bottle from me. I was about to leap into action, but lucky for her, I was cold and confused and had quit karate lessons after one class in 1982. I was lucky because she ended up being Scott's girlfriend. Her name is Debbie, and she normally doesn't come along with him on days like this, but she knows if she doesn't, he'll end up staying too long, and the only thing more useless than a man is a man with frostbite. Have you ever heard the word frostbite and suddenly realized if you didn't get inside, you'd be spending the rest of your trip shopping for prosthetic feet? I have. I hobbled into a diner off Lakeshore Drive and sat at the counter. When you're alone at a table for two, everyone makes up a story in their heads about you, and they're all sad. But sitting at the counter lets everyone know that you chose to be lonely. Have you ever been so inspired by a city fisherman 
that you made the unprecedented move to order Sarah's sea bass special from a greasy spoon diner? I have. That's where I met Charlie. Charlie's a semi-retired cook and a full-time wise-ass at the diner. At this point in his life, the kids are grown, his wife is busy, and it's just him and his dog, Molly. He said he never really understood the whole dog-is-your-best-friend thing until now. It makes sense that the older you get, the more you desire a best friend who can't talk about politics. He loves Molly. She's the happiest dog he's ever known. When she was younger, she never stopped wagging her tail. She wagged it at the vet's office when she was swimming. She'd even wag it in her sleep. But then one day, she was jumping over a fence, and she sprained it. He said, can you believe it? I heard of dogs losing their tails or getting them cut off by a tractor, but I never heard of them actually spraining it. The happiest dog in the world could no longer wag her tail. According to Charlie, it just hung there like a disconnected vacuum cord. (laughs) Have you ever heard a story about a dog that was so sad that you had to try and fight back the tears by stuffing diner fish into your mouth? (laughs) I have. Charlie patted me on the back and told me not to worry. Whatever she lost in her sprained tail, she got back in a blessing from God. I swear to you, Charlie said, the Lord gave Molly the ability to smile just like a person. He took out his phone, and right there as his screensaver was a cocker spaniel mix, smiling like Louis Armstrong. (laughs) Have you ever caught yourself crying arm-in-arm with a stranger from Chicago and realized that earlier in the day you must have drank moonshine from a degenerate Cub fan from Montana? I have. It was a strange day in Chicago. I can't wait to get back as soon as the thaw starts to come. Until next time, this has been Tom Papa, out in America. Thank you, Tom. Tom Papa, everyone.